discuter de tout ça. I don't want to set the world on fire. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, whenever it may be, wherever you may be, and however you may be hearing my voice. Whether it be via download through one of the many podcast platforms, or if you are listening to the premiere on the Alternate Current Radio's live stream, I appreciate you tuning in and joining me as we attempt to navigate the shark-infested waters of the agenda-centivized media and look past the propaganda. This is your daily dose of what's currently all the ruckus. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your tongue, young man. Watch it. Not that long ago, sometime last year, shortly after it became apparent that the lockdowns weren't going to be ending anytime soon, a few people in my conspiracy theory circles were insisting that the proverbial quote-unquote they were going to use the lockdowns as part of evidence to help further push an agenda of theirs involving what these particular conspiracy theorists, as well as a vast majority of conservatives, believe is a made-up issue, and that is the idea of some sort of impending climate emergency as a direct result of mankind's actions on quote-unquote Mother Earth. Well, fast forward to today, Earth Day of all days, in 2021. And of course, many mainstream news outlets and local companies and bloggers and folks on social media have come together to present material of a very particular Earth Day flavor, which is fine and to be expected. However, considering the story I just told you, you may find it more than a little interesting as I did, when these articles contain language and are discussing things that would make my conspiracy theorist friends say, I told you so. In an article written for Fast Company, titled Get Ready to Party, 10 Ways to Save the Planet on Earth Day, the author starts out the piece by saying, quote, This year's Earth Day celebration is special because residents of the planet have seen firsthand what a difference a change in their actions can make. Why is that? You guessed it, COVID-19. The pandemic forced everyone to stay home, and that means less traffic on the roads and fewer airplanes in the air. Photos from around the world and from satellites show how much cleaner the air is. End quote. Of course, the pandemic has also had some negative effects on the planet. The author goes on to say, quote, The great shutdown didn't end all of our planetary woes, though. More people turned to online shopping to avoid venturing into brick-and-mortar stores, which translates into more packaging. Ditto for things like use-and-toss tableware, as restaurants up their delivery game, latex gloves, and antibacterial wipes. End quote. See, this is why, if we're going to truly have any positive effect on the planet, courtesy of a virus, it needs to actually start killing a bunch of people so we don't produce so much garbage. You're listening to Alternate Current Radio, I'm Adam Clark, and this is The Daily Ruckus. 
Summit News reports, as extreme leftists within the Democratic Party formally reintroduced their radical Green New Deal Tuesday, Senator Rand Paul warned that the vast spending plan seeks to overturn the voter economy, do away with free market capitalism, and even create armies of youths dedicated to implementing socialist policy. Appearing on Fox News, Paul warned that the far left, quote, definitely think that money grows on trees, and I guess that's part of the green plan, end quote. While the plan has been touted as a $172 billion spend, Paul noted that, quote, if you add all of it up from the infrastructure bill, it's actually about $500 billion, end quote. So there's $174 billion for weatherizing houses, which actually never gets to energy efficiency to meet the cost. There's about $100 billion for electric cars. There's $10 billion for some kind of army of climate change people, some kind of climate core youth, uh, which I think has connotations in a history of our world and European history of these, you know, sort of government-informed youths out there marching for things that the government tells them to do. The Civilian Climate Corps Act, introduced along with the New Deal Tuesday, says that a civilian army should exist, quote, to mobilize the next generation of conservation and resilience workers and maximize the creation of accessible training opportunities and good jobs, end quote. I think all of it's horrendous, but the biggest problem is the financial drain on the country and the future of our country by spending so much money we don't have. Countering the argument made by the likes of Bernie Sanders that the deal will create millions of jobs, Paul said, Well, building pyramids would create jobs. So, I mean, it's really, should the government be deciding where we use our dollars and where they're spent and where the job's created, or should the marketplace? In the marketplace, we vote. So when I go to Walmart or I go to Kroger, I vote on what needs to be produced by buying something. And so what is produced and where the jobs are created are what I like to eat or what I like to buy at Walmart. That is the consumer-driven capitalist way where we vote in the economy. When government does it, it means I don't get to vote as a consumer. Bernie Sanders gets to decide it. Paul also noted that when it comes to policy that actually has an effect on the carbon footprint, Democrats are opposed. If we're really concerned about carbon footprint, one public policy item and one sort of industrial uh, decision has accounted for more reduction in carbon than any other decision in the history of this movement, and that's fracking. And so they're against the one thing that actually has reduced the carbon footprint. As we've converted to natural gas, we have reduced the carbon footprint, but that's almost entirely from a technology called fracking that almost every Democrat stands up and speaks out against. The plan being pushed by the likes of Senator Ed Markey and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez calls for transitioning to a 100% carbon-free economy, as well as meeting 100% of power demand from zero-emission energy sources like wind and solar. Critics have warned that it will collapse an already stretched economy while handing government total control over all aspects of society. Summit.news. Of course, by the time you hear this episode, President Biden will have hosted a global climate change summit with about 40 world leaders, and from what I had heard, he was supposed to promise net zero emissions by the year 2050. Apparently, some climate activists don't think that's even close to being good enough. And to show how they feel about it, they dumped cow poop 
near the White House. The Washingtonian reports this morning to protest Biden's quote-unquote bullshit climate plan. Activists with Extinction Rebellion DC dumped over a dozen wheelbarrows of cow poop at 17th Street and New York Avenue Northwest near the White House. Biden is currently hosting a virtual climate summit with 40 world leaders and has promised to reach net zero emissions by 2050. But for Extinction Rebellion DC, that's not enough. They're demanding Biden set that net zero target for 2025. Quote, we've elected another president who can't understand basic science, said Riley Polka, a spokesperson for Extinction Rebellion DC. Just like rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic, Biden is fiddling with dates and targets as the ocean rises and the world burns. The president has failed to address the immense scale of the planetary emergency. Those traveling first class are still enjoying the party too much to hear the cries of those already drowning in the decks below. After dumping the mounds of manure, the activists said they would clean up their shit this time, but they were unwilling to do so for Biden's bullshit climate plan. Except they didn't clean up their shit. As the group receded with their empty wheelbarrows, the heap of manure was left to stink in the middle of the street, blocking traffic. When asked for comment, an Extinction Rebellion DC spokeswoman wrote, quote, Rebels returned with shovels to clean up, which was the plan, but the city had already begun. It's unfortunate that the city had to clean our mess, but that's exactly what Biden is asking humanity to do with his 2030 plan. He's making it everyone else's problem. We thank the city for their services this morning. End quote. Washingtonian.com. And hey, since it's late enough in the day now, let's get an update on this global climate summit. USA Today reports that President Joe Biden pledged to cut U.S. greenhouse gas pollution in half by 2030 at a virtual climate summit Thursday, outlining an aggressive target that would require sweeping changes to America's energy and transportation sectors. As the White House opened the two-day summit, attended by 40 leaders from around the world, Biden said, quote, These steps will set America on a path of a net zero emissions economy by no later than 2050. Scientists tell us that this is the decisive decade. This is the decade we must make decisions that will avoid the worst consequences of a climate crisis, end quote. The White House's goal of reducing greenhouse gas emissions by 50 to 52 percent from a baseline of 2005 emissions is nearly double the target set by the Obama administration in 2015. An administration official who briefed reporters on the condition of anonymity did not detail how the White House plans to achieve the 50 percent reduction in emissions, noting that Biden pledged to make the U.S. power sector 100% carbon pollution-free by 2035, the official said, quote, we see multiple paths to reaching this goal, end quote. The virtual summit is aimed at renewing America's leadership on climate change and rallying other world leaders to set their own ambitious targets. After four years in which the Trump administration worked to unravel U.S. environmental commitments, at the summit, South African President Matameli Cyril Ramaphosa declared, Quote, we are also delighted to have the United States back. End quote. Boris Johnson, the United Kingdom's Prime Minister, called Biden's pledge quote unquote game changing and offered a blunt retort to those who questioned the need to address climate change. Quote, this is not about bunny hugging, Johnson said. This is about jobs. End quote. Pope Francis made a virtual appearance, encouraging world leaders.
appears to unify in the face of the climate crisis. In his video message, the Pope said, quote, We must care for nature so that nature may care for us. I wish you great success during this meeting. I will be with you every step of the way, end quote. In his opening remarks, Biden noted the United States represents less than 15% of the world's emissions. He said, quote, No nation can solve this crisis on our own. All of us, and particularly those of us who represent the world's largest economies, we have to step up. End quote. Though other world leaders offered similarly dire assessments of the threat posed by climate change, only a few outlined steps to address the crisis. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said his country would reduce carbon pollution by 40 to 45 percent by 2030, an increase from Canada's previous 30 percent target. Japanese Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga vowed to reduce emissions 46 percent below 2013 levels. Two of the world's biggest emitters, China and India did not outline new targets. Chinese President Xi Jinping and Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi emphasized their commitments and said they face greater obstacles than the United States and other Western countries. Quote, China has committed to move from carbon peak to carbon neutrality in a much shorter time span than what might take many developed countries, and that requires extraordinarily hard efforts from China, Xi said. He reiterated China's commitment last Last year to strive for, quote, peak carbon dioxide emissions before 2030 and achieve carbon neutrality before 2060, end quote. Biden's climate change agenda faces obstacles at home as well. Republicans vowed to fight his proposals to shift the U.S. energy sector away from coal and other fossil fuels in favor of renewable energy. Senator John Barrasso, Republican for Wyoming, a fierce defender of the fossil fuel industry, slammed Biden's 50% emissions reduction plan saying it would put the country at a competitive disadvantage globally. Quote, President Biden is unilaterally committing America to a drastic and damaging emissions pledge. As the president sets punishing targets for the country, America's adversaries like China and Russia continue to increase emissions at will. The last thing the economy needs is higher energy prices and fewer jobs. But that's exactly what we're going to get, end quote. Democrats embraced Biden's climate change agenda, though some press him to go further. Quote, the Biden administration inherited four years of dust and denialism on climate action, but that era is over, Senator Ed Markey, Democrat from Massachusetts, said Thursday. He called Biden's 50% emissions reduction target, quote, technologically feasible and well within our reach, end quote. With additional funding and political will, Markey said, quote, we can do even more to meet the moment on this existential crisis, end quote. The United States is the second largest emitter of carbon dioxide, producing about 5.41 billion metric tons in 2018. China emits nearly twice that amount. Experts said the world's major economies need to dramatically scale back their carbon emissions to limit the rise of average global temperatures to 1.5 degrees Celsius compared with pre-industrial levels. Scientists have warned that the effects of extreme weather events seen in the United States and other countries will become catastrophic 
catastrophic and irreversible if the planet's temperatures exceed the 1.5 degree threshold. Biden pledged to be the most aggressive president on climate change, setting a goal of decarbonizing the U.S. power sector by 2035 and reaching net-zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. He has taken several steps to address climate change, such as pausing oil drilling on public lands and halting construction of the Keystone XL pipeline. Quote, the Biden-Harris administration will do more than any in history to meet our climate crisis, Secretary of State Antony Blinken said Monday in a speech previewing this week's summit. This is already an all-hands-on-deck effort across our government and across our nation. Our future depends on the choices we make today, end quote. Blinken and other Biden advisors countered the GOP criticism by pointing to the economic opportunities in transitioning to a clean energy economy. Blinken said climate change should be viewed not only as a threat, but also an opportunity to create clean energy jobs, to build a healthier society, and to regain a competitive edge against China. He said, quote, It's difficult to imagine the United States winning the long-term strategic competition with China if we cannot lead the renewable energy revolution. Right now, we're falling behind, end quote. He said China holds nearly a third of the world's renewable energy patents and is the largest producer and exporter of solar panels, wind turbines, electric vehicles, and other innovations. Blinken said, quote, If we don't catch up, America will miss the chance to shape the world's climate future in a way that reflects our interests and values and will lose out on countless jobs for the American people, end quote. USAToday.com Now hold on there, Mr. Secretary of State, sir. Just a couple things here. Number one, when you're talking about shaping the world's climate future in a way that reflects, quote, our interests and values, end quote, exactly whose interests and values are you talking about? And number two, the last time I checked, the number one thing that has caused us to lose out on countless jobs for the American people would be government folks like you when you forced everybody to stay at home and shut down their businesses. For the ACR, I'm Adam Clark, and this has been The Daily Ruckus for Thursday, April 22nd, 2021. For more information, please visit alternatecurrentradio.com.